Today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive, the next generation in car care, locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service. Domestic, Euro, hybrid, electric, classics, diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics, five convenient neighborhood locations. How may we be of service? Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel, and we welcome back our guests, Patrick and Max Petrie. And last we spoke, we were wondering what year the wood paneling first appeared on the Grand Wagoneer, and I believe Eric might have us an answer. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm After kidding. an extensive, <laughs> extensive Google research. search. There you go. Eric went through John. every year model of the Grand Wagoneer and read every product description and available package to find this answer. We went to the mail. We went to Jeep, yep. AMC. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we uh, looked at manuals. Um, John has bloodied fingers from flipping pages. Uh, and we found gotcha. out that 1966 yeah. uh, had the strip of simulated wood grain on it, and mm-hmm. then it came back in its full, large glory in 1970. Five. 1975. And it continued on until 1991. That's right. That's right. The final edition, 1991. Sure enough. Fun stuff. So there you go. Yeah. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. And now you know and the rest of, of the story. story. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, so we are going to focus our attention today on some of the Lincoln models that you guys have in your family. And I uh, understand there's some, some really good history, both with the F100 Ford truck that was your your mother's last mother's, mother's parents. parents last yeah. vehicle purchase and then the 73 continental was your dad's parents last vehicle purchase and and you still have those vehicles today yep so so on the 73 continental because my aunt and uncle had one of those it, theirs was brown but i remember the car vividly um but this one has a little bit of history as far as maybe some places you've taken it correct uh correct uh, it's a 1973 four-door green continental uh, my parents bought it in 1974 i inherited it in 1972 after my parents had passed away 92 92 yeah. pardon me thank you uh we have had it to uh the lincoln 75th anniversary meet in uh, dearborn michigan it's been to the uh ford 100th anniversary meet in uh in michigan it's been around the ford test track uh, in Dearborn, next to Greenfield Village. Nice. It's been uh, around the Indianapolis 500 uh, track and uh, to numerous other Lincoln meets, and uh, we take it to a, a lot of uh, local car shows. Oh, that yeah. is so neat to see. Okay. So so for the listeners, this is a four-door Continental. Yes. Um, what are some of the unique or neat features about this vehicle? I know it's it's half a mile long in length, right? Yeah. <laughs> How do you find a parking lot to put that it'll yeah. fit into a spot, let alone four? Yeah. Probably uh, the most unique feature that comes to mind is the color. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 70s, you know, half the cars made, I think, were green. Mm-hmm. But uh, today's age group doesn't remember that, uh, most of them. And they're just so... Uh, interested in that color mm-hmm. and now, it's, it's unusual so so the short colors green do you actually know the the lincoln actual color that they would have called that back in 1973 is it a 
It's, you know, it's, have... it's something like an ivy bronze okay. something that, gotcha. it, that that's close, but okay. not yeah. exact. Because it has the factory gold flake okay. in it as well. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's Very seventies. Right. Yeah. Now, if I remember, all the instrument cluster uh, were were squares, right? Yeah. Basically, along the the speedometer. Um, the speedometer is probably the coolest part. It's it's a is uh, it the rectangular. It's a thermometer. So like as you speed up, that okay. white piece slowly, slowly. fills up, okay. and then it'll as you decelerate, it'll yep. go. Gotcha, you know. gotcha. Yeah. And the headlights are controlled by vacuum, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Horn was inside the steering wheel. Yep. So yep. when you're panicking, you grab. Yeah. You grab the <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. I remember that. Um, Four sixty. What's yeah. in this thing? Yes, four sixty. Okay, seventy-three thousand right. extra miles as of right now. Okay, Se- seventy-three thousand. Wow! After all those trips, not too. many. No, right? <laughs> no, no, not many at all. So seventy-three was the year the oil embargo, I believe, came around. Right when that's, they started. Go ahead. Uh, that's correct, and that's why you don't see many seventy-three luxury cars at car shows and so forth because. Uh, most of them were worthless uh, in 75, 6, 7 on people were trying to get mm-hmm. rid of them. Mm-hmm. So there's not all that many around. When we would take it to Karsh Lincoln Meets, like in Michigan, mm-hmm. there would be normally one other one there, and it would be a 10 one, a 74 model. I see. Yeah. But very rare. Wow. Wow. What, what was it? What's the uh, gas gallon? The Miles per gallon? No, 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 no. I don't want to ask. You don't want to ask somebody. What's the what's, what's the mileage on that? We don't know. We don't want to know. Right. Yeah. It's pretty good because uh, I only fill it up about twice a year, so it must be pretty good. <laughs> right. what's, what's the capacity of the gas tank? I think that's what I was going. Twenty-four with. gallon. Okay. That's yeah. That's huge. And and the trunk is probably as deep and as long as the hood. Six right. six people. Six people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. so yeah, there for you the go. record, you can get six. Dead bodies in the trunk. They didn't, they didn't right? say anything about it being dead. Yes. Yeah. Just six bodies. Right. So, so Patrick, you said you drove this car on your uh, senior prom. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And you learned to drive in this car. Correct. So yeah. parallel parking would have been if you can park if you can parallel park this thing. I I don't want to toot my own horn, but I feel like I'm pretty good at parallel parking. Gotcha. Yeah. So no, yeah. yeah, what, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it, it makes yeah. It makes the Grand Wagoneer feel like a oh, compact car. Yeah, actually, absolutely <laughs> subcompact. Uh, <laughs> right. No, uh, when I got my learner's permit, uh, I, I feel like I requested, but they came and picked me up in it, and that's what I drove home. So that would be the official first car that I got to drive legally on the interstate. So oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's uh, to, to parallel park something in something that large. I mean, you're you're parallel parking. You're paying attention to your mirrors. You're looking at the area. You're avoid. You're. I mean, the distractions from planes doing sh- touch and goes off the roof. It's in another county. You don't even worry about it. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Oh wow. Well, my parents, uh, as I mentioned earlier, were Lincoln Town car folks. Uh, my dad was a Chevy guy, but. Um, I had an uncle that worked at Ford, and when they started the A-Plan is when my dad started buying Lincoln Town cars. And, you know, they're awesome cars to drive and ride in. They're so comfortable, especially, uh, you know, the 70, late 70s, 80 models, in, even into the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the seats are like sitting on your couch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I wish they made seats like that today. And, yeah. uh, but they were just the most incredible soft 
floating seats. As, well, and, and the suspension was just the same. Yeah. Right? I mean, floating. you go over a, yeah. a speed bump and you don't even feel it. It's yeah. just a, yeah. Yeah, but you love the the roll when you go into turns. Oh, oh absolutely. Fast, for and sure. When we, uh, when we had this car, you know, at special times I'd be able to drive it when I was younger and my, my friends would love it. But the, the joke was, you know, he would keep it, it was, it was a hobby car, so you'd keep it clean and he'd keep it armor all and the leather nice and clean, but that made it super slick back there and it's like you know you just <laughs> take a corner and you'd see you know it's almost as if you would see them go across <laughs> the rearview mirror and back the other way that but they just talk about how much they would slide back there yeah oh yeah so. now I, I almost picked up from my aunt and uncle my grandfather's 75 buick electra i didn't speaking of the ride because it had that same float ride now does does the lincoln have an air suspension on it or does mm-hmm. it is it uh no not this what's one the, yeah. what's the setup on that that, Probably just sleeps. Yeah, that's pretty basic. Yeah, I mean okay. it's great at going straight. Not really much anything else. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And the acceleration actually is pretty adequate for absolutely. a car that, that's heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I yeah. mean, nothing. There's a reason you need a big engine in it. It's yeah, a lot of steel to get up a hill. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. Well, and I think in '73 that motor had yet to be scaled back like they mm-hmm. did later in mm-hmm. the '70s. So, yeah, yeah. They always referred to the parents car is land barges oh yeah yeah and this <laughs> yeah that, this will qualify land you almost need a boating license right yeah. absolutely um so so we also have a uh 69 mark three yes okay so 460 in that if i remember correctly right and that car you're talking about get up if that car is tuned properly mm-hmm. and warmed up mm-hmm. you can lay rubber from a dead stop with okay. that five thousand. Five hundred pounds. Wow! Yet he okay. won't let me autocross it. No. no. Okay. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And that too, obviously, the uh, uh, that car's got the pop-up vacuum-controlled headlights. Um, now, does it also have that neat speedometer in that car, or is that more of the dial? It's very, very okay. ornamental square okay. yeah. clock. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And no, you know, those Lincolns obviously, uh, you know, uh, had a. a, a friend of mine that actually as of late works at ford and um he was you know back in the quality control days i think you know they might put an extra two or three bolts whereas the ford might get one the mercury might get two but the yeah. lincoln would get three so i mean they're solidly built vehicles yeah um and um i have a, a 68 continental right now with the suicide doors which is a, a kind of a sought after car it's, it's pretty neat to to see how those things are um uh, you know, constructed, especially yeah. on the suicide side of things. I, I was going to say, I feel like, Dad, you may know a little bit more about this or confirm, I feel like the 69 Mark Threes that was the first year for that body style, and they were really trying to go after that personal luxury segment. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I feel like the first year, or maybe all the Mark Threes were hand-built. That's, that's what they mm-hmm. oh, wow. Yeah. They, they went that. down the same line as the Thunderbird of that year. Okay. But there was much more time spent on the Mark III Lincolns, according to some reports. I got you. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Because it's, wow. it's a big two-door. I mean, right. you know, they only oh, yeah. came in two doors. Yep. I think, like I said, it was, uh, it's kind of going after the Eldorado-type mm-hmm. market. So, yeah. And what's interesting, too, there is a unique smell oh, yeah. to the leather in those cars. I mean, you know, I've got an 84 Oldsmobile and. I remember that smell back in 1984. The Volkswagen Beetle has a certain smell. There's a certain smell to the the, the Lincolns, uh, or even the yeah. Thunderbirds that use that particular leather. That uh, when I when I saw that car of yours and said, it, it's like, oh man, this brings me right back right. to uh, to the good old days. And 
uh, yeah, it's just pretty, pretty fun stuff for sure. Um, the, uh, the, the trunk has the hump. That's and, correct. And, but, but I think we figured out there's no, there's no spare tire as soon as you open. No. Uh, that's just more of a cosmetic it's appeal. It's strictly, de- uh, yes, cosmetic. Gotcha. And, well, uh, that is something I have just learned tonight because I always thought it was the setup of the spare tire. Spare tire, tire. No. yeah. I, I, and it makes sense that it would be, actually. I think uh, maybe the 39 or 40 Lincoln uh, may have had that on maybe, the trunk, yeah. and that's where that came from. Gotcha. Uh, Etzel Ford wanted that promoted uh, okay. as a part of the luxury image. But that gotcha. was specific to all marks from, mm-hmm. what, 55 to whenever they stopped them yes. in the 90s. Yeah, gotcha. Every one of them had that little hump. There so. you go. Yep. And, and Patrick, I understand you have a story about a time that you drove this car to school and something happened. What, yeah. what happened? <laughs> yeah, so I, like I said, you know, if, if I brought home an A or something and the weather was nice, I was allowed to take these uh, cars in because even back then I, I knew my friends didn't get them, right. but I did. I, I love driving them. Sure. And uh, I remember one day leaving uh, leaving school and coming down a one-lane road and uh, the thing kind of sputtered and hesitated, which at the point it did, I feel like, back then, you know. Um, but I got to a stop sign, school let out. So like it was all, you know, other high schoolers behind me and the thing died and, uh, you know, I'm trying to start it. It's cranking, it's cranking. So, you know, lines backing up behind me. I, I get out and I pop the hood. And as soon as I do, I just feel and see some smoke and maybe a little bit of flame. So I pop the hood and realize that there's a small fire going on right underneath the, yeah. uh, air cleaner and i can't remember i feel like um there was somebody behind me there was a lot of people behind me but whoever was directly behind me i asked for a little nudge to push me over into a dead end road that was right across the street and they got there called the fire department they came and put it out but it, it uh, at the end of the day it 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 wasn't that bad you know that's I think good they ruined a carburetor and air filter and gotcha. plug, plug wires yeah just yeah, the top are, of the motor which are proudly displayed in your garage i understand yeah yeah <laughs> so i still have the, the charred uh remnants of the uh the air cleaner gotcha but uh yeah i think you know there was concern if i recall you know water may have gotten the motor but mm-hmm. it, i guess it was turned off in time the mechanic got it taken care good. of so. well that's good yeah. that's good absolutely so I, i've seen these cars um, have you put them in any type of um, uh, award-winning type of scenario where you, you know, where they give awards out? Are these of that quality? Or I know we see them at the shows, but have you actually entered them in for a contest? We probably, I probably in my garage have uh, fifty plus trophies. Is that right? Between the two cars. Awesome. One thing I would highly suggest people do that I learned that never thought about doing. If you have multiple cars and take them to car shows and win an award, write on the bottom of the trophy which car got the award. Oh, okay. <laughs> so gotcha. that 10 years later, you if know you decide which... to sell a car, you can pull the trophies for that car or display mm-hmm. them with that car and know which ones or which. Gotcha. Brilliant. Gotcha. So 50, 50 uh, roughly. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Very good. Yeah. And right. I would say the 73... Um, I probably back when we would take it yeah. to these like the the Lincoln shows in Dearborn, um, it was more original and therefore it judged better. Um, okay, so, yeah, gotcha. it, it actually went through some of that. 
Well, no, I was just thinking, you know, we're, we're going to just take a minute here for our listening friends to take a moment and go to subscribe to the show. Check out our sponsor, GD Herring, for options on insuring not only your classic car, but your other collectibles. GDHerring.com. Now we're going to take a second. Go ahead. Subscribe. Like it. Give us a rating. Give us a comment. Tell us how much you love this show. We're having a fun time doing it. So go ahead and do it. We'll be here. We're waiting for you. And then Jason will uh, keep talking. Absolutely. So thank you again, Eric, for that. I appreciate it. Um, talked about a lot of memories. What are some of the most favorite memories of this car? So I, I know you talked about prom. Uh, any any other fun special events, anything like that, that uh, viewing or listening audience might want to hear? Mm. You didn't use it for the limo for your wedding? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I, strangely enough, he did not ask for that. I yeah. was kind of surprised. For but... the record, I had a Lincoln at the time that I think oh. I probably Oh, had. okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, he did drive it. Pa- Patrick did drive it across the, uh, around the Indianapolis 500 track, and we have pictures of it crossing the uh, finish line. Okay. Just ahead of the other 200-mile-per-hour car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I bet that Sorry. was exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I remember, you know, doing the uh, – the proving grounds up at up in Dearborn for that show. I mean, just you know, to think of potentially with some of the other cars that were on there. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little ironic that now mm-hmm. there's a Continental driving around mm-hmm. it, but still the fact that that was used for other things. And I mean, the, you know, those two scenarios are just not something that I, I can't even really do that now. Right. And just to have a picture with uh, building the history of yeah. that particular car, especially since it was a family car. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the history that you have on that is, is not only is it just your family's history, but you're also sharing that with the other collectors out there who don't get to see these models anymore. Right. Like we were saying earlier, you're not going to find a 70, you're not going to find many 73s out there. You're not going to find many 60, uh, 69s out there just because of what happened during the times after they were made. I mean, these these cars have speedometers that go all the way past 100. They don't have the little 55 bullets stuck on there that happened in the late 70s, early 80s. So these are, I mean, very historically relevant and significant cars that are still in amazing condition, judge going by the trophies they have. So, yeah. I mean, that's... The stories that these continue to go for your family, I mean... Obviously, everybody that was there for those shows had to enjoy those too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, America you... was forced to uh, scale down scale down their fuel consumption uh, with the shortages and things like yep. that. So, you know, having those big, huge V eight cars, the heavy cars, the very low mileage per gallon cars, they had to go away from those. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, uh, one of my interests in the car in the black '69. Uh, that got me uh, interested in it. You can go on YouTube today and uh, pull up Elvis Presley, Wake, uh, uh, Wake, or uh, Little Susie. A little Wake sister. Up, little Susie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and two, yeah. about halfway through that video, you will see Elvis driving a car identical to ours in the Universal Studios uh, parking lot in California. Oh, that how is cool. Nice. Yeah. That is neat. Love Elvis movies, by the way, for <laughs> yeah. the record. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's neat. So, so about trivia or facts about Lincolns in general, do you, through your experience of ownership, do you happen to have any? I mean, for example, we got the horn on the mm-hmm. on the uh, steering wheel. Did, did, did that car have the steering column that tilted to the right when you got out? That was a, that was only Thunderbird. Yeah. Only Thunderbird. Okay. But, but you would think that they would put that in the Lincoln because that was kind of a luxury yeah. feature, right? Yeah. 
Huh. Yeah. That was in 60, I think, 64, 65. Okay, and then, all right. I I'll tell you two two things about the 69 Lincoln. that uh, One's interesting, and one was just more a sign of the times. The, the, it has uh, only a lap belt. However, up on both sides is a shoulder belt that's draped and pinned from the factory up, up overhead. Time. So I guess you pick or choose because you can't use both of them at the same time. But if you want to do a shoulder belt, come over that way. Oh, there's two belts. Okay, yeah. And then the other thing is on the on the hood, right up in front of the windshield on the driver's side, there is a, uh, I mean, it looks like a, I don't know, a periscope or something. You know, it's probably something that'll fit in the size of your hand. It's got a little orange amber light on the front of it, and people walk up to shows and like, what what's what's going on here? That was uh, the I guess the original or Ford's attempt at a high beam sensor. So if you're driving at night with the high beams on, that little unit could see a car coming the other direction it would automatically dim is that right? and then wow. turn it back on now it worked the last time we used it but i can't tell you the last time that car's been out at night so uh, okay is this, <laughs> i'm sorry the 69 yeah the 69 yep. and it's i mean it does not look like something that would be on that car mm-hmm. it looks like something that was tacked on later mm-hmm. but uh that it was an option and it shows that on the sticker and not not too many of those cars had that so right. that might have 69 might have been the first year for speed control Okay. I know it was for Mercury, but I'm not sure if it was for, for Lincoln. the Lincoln or not. But b- both cars do have speed control. And the uh, the intermittent wipers, I will say that that was that was something else that was a little interesting. You know, you think of nowadays with the intermittent wiper, it would go over, come back, and pause. This one was more like a volume, so you were just only changing how fast or slow really? those oh, wow. uh, those windshield so wipers would go. Just Super change. slow. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, oh, I think there may have been a movie based on cool. the intermittent wiper, yeah. So you just had speed control wiper. That's exactly what it was, yeah. You can yeah. tell the speed of the motor, but not necessarily the frequency of the wiper. Yeah, they were always on. It's just how fast they were crossing that windshield. I did not know that. Yeah. That is really neat. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So, yeah. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so now you guys have uh, owned this ve- these vehicles. Uh, was, I know the the seventy three was your parent your parents. Uh, how did sixty nine come about? How did sixty nine come about? I'd always loved the sixty nine the body style, mm-hmm. but obviously couldn't afford them when they were new. Okay, and this one I saw parked out on the street. Okay, in the community we lived in, and uh, stopped and asked about it, and eventually ended up owning it. That was thirty five years ago. Okay. The rumor that I got from a family member was that the lady bought that for her husband for his birthday. Oh, okay. Remember that, guys, when you're looking for a good wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. there you go. Yeah, I continue to buy cars. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, they nice. continue to get, uh, the, you know, I, I think my wife has a rule that says if you're not rubbing, you're not racing. Yeah, that's right. I'll just leave that there. There you <laughs> go. I'm just kidding. She does great. <laughs> So, uh, what, what what kind of advice would you give somebody who's looking at a at a classic Lincoln? I mean, parts are probably readily available. I just bought a Holly Carb for the '68, so I know that that still exists. Um, any anything else? I mean, as far as like parts or what? Uh, were there any common problems with these vehicles that that uh, I require mean require part acquisition? Yeah, right. Exactly. I would say carburation has been the problem with the 73 almost since day one. Okay. And that includes uh, even putting a, a new carburetor on it. But parts are readily available, particularly on the Mark Threes, because there are so many of them still out there. Mm-hmm. But there are a number of uh, 
suppliers throughout the United States that just dwell strictly on those Lincoln parts. And as an example, I just bought a little chrome strip for the front right fender that's about a foot long. I had no idea that I could even find one. And a, a person, a Lincoln supplier in Mississippi, had a brand new one. Oh, is that right? So there, okay. the parts are out there. Now, are gotcha. the, par- the parts, and uh, John's, uh, I don't mean to bring up any bad feelings here. John's looking for some parts for one of his classic cars. What are the what are, are the prices affordable on these, or is it? Or do you kind of get into some upper levels of? Wow, that's a lot of expensive. That that's kind of expensive for a five-inch piece of chrome molding. How how is it? Uh, for for both Lincolns? Well, I look at it that that part, for example, being new, someone has had to store that part for all those years. Mm-hmm. So I look at it kind of in a different perspective. Uh, that part uh, has a rubber centerpiece in it. It was $95. Okay. I was tickled to death to get <laughs> the part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll throw in, and you add on to that, that there's two two different kinds of parts here. There's mm-hmm. the trim that's unique to that vehicle, but then there's the mechanical, like the motor parts. And I would say engine, a lot of that, fairly inexpensive in the grand scheme of things because a lot of that stuff was common to the LTDs or the pickups. The pickups mm-hmm. You know, a lot of that stuff you can find and Ford put it in everything. So you know, you you can go down to O'Reilly's, your Advanced Auto, and and pick them up. So yeah. Well, I'm currently looking for somebody that needs a kidney. So I can sell one, right? So I can buy the grill for our thirty-nine olds that Ooh. me and my yeah. brothers own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Good luck. They are not cheap. Yeah, and yeah. you've probably found them. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I think we're gonna have to end up getting one milled and just kind of go that route. Yeah. But you know, like the even the seventy threes, maybe not the Mark three, but you know, if you're looking at a seventies Continental, uh, let's. They're not the most sought after. I mean, it's, it's a big boat, requires a lot of space. I think you can still find, quote unquote, good deals mm-hmm. on those vehicles that are low mileage in pretty good shape. I mean, you know, so. I mean, th- th- yeah, I, I don't see many. As a matter of fact, right. I don't. I don't know if I've seen any really since I've only seen yours. But I mean, you know, did they have a problem with rusting? Did those cars? I mean, I don't. I mean, I, the, I don't the know. Metal on those things are so thick. Yeah. You would think that. Uh, you know, they, they maybe more frame. I don't. Uh, I don't know of any problems because one of the uh, things about those cars, as any with any luxury car, the people that bought those kept them in a garage all right. the time. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, you can find the on on auctions, particularly the marks, where grandma died and the grandson wants rid of it, mm-hmm. and you can get some fairly decent. Uh, deals there for maybe ten thousand dollars a fairly decent car yeah yeah. so the marks are out there but Mm -hmm. the 73s are the ones that are more rare you know the one you mentioned rust i think the one thing that was common between the two cars was rust underneath the back windshield underneath the vinyl top in the the exact same place yeah which maybe that was common on all 70s vinyl top cars i don't know but uh you know the rest of the car both of them were in great shape body wise yeah yeah, they did have a little bit of that. Yep. So Jason will sell you some undercoating. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Eight hundred dollars. Well, the the issue. No waiting. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. The exactly. issue there is not getting the metal fixed. The issue is finding a person 
qualified and willing to raise the original vinyl top up while the while the metal person fixes the metal Mm -hmm. because on our cars on both of them the metal wasn't rusted through it was strictly surface Surface rust but it showed up on the through the vinyl so the you had to have two different people involved one to raise the vinyl up one to fix the metal and then have the first person come back and put the vinyl top back down and seal it gotcha Gotcha. Would you find those guys at the same shop, or are you looking at two different specialities to yeah. kind of two totally different specialties? <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, and I think one of the last fun parts about these old cars is you know we the the topic came up a couple of days ago. Actually, um, I have a '72 Plymouth, and the, the the taillights are integrated into the bumpers. Both those vehicles have the bumper taillight combination right am i thinking right no the 73 does not yeah no. does 73 does but the the continental the the mark three does not right it, correct it, it it's got it on the end of the fender. right the, the mark four did end up having them yeah. in the bumper okay. small ones oh, yeah small ones but okay. the 73s yep. i mean they're they're three huge squares, squares on both sides not sequential like you, like Ford was did in the seventies, right? Later. Right, yeah. yeah. Especially yeah, the, like the, the T birds, yeah, or yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. That's exactly right. Absolutely. Um, no, uh, you know, it, it, it's so much fun to talk about these old cars and and the, just the memories and the fun that that so many people can you know count back on. And it's uh, certainly appreciate you guys being here. Really do. I, we've thoroughly enjoyed the stories. Yeah, it's been a fun conversation. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you all for absolutely. having us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, guys, uh, thanks for joining us here at the classic car corner podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, like us on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe. So you are notified of new shows and please leave us a review because your reviews are the most powerful way you can help us reach more people. Thanks for listening. Until next time, happy motoring from your friends here at the classic car corner podcast.